You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back. And really, the short answer to this question, you know, the question that is being asked in today's title of this episode of the podcast is right now. But I'm gonna give you a little bit more detail on that. But I'm gonna explain like kind of like the psychology around this. And I think it's such an interesting discussion, because if you're talking to people inside of crypto, inside of NFTs, there's definitely a sense, you know, it, you know, in this like December, January timeframe, you know, January 2021 of, you know, as crypto is not only dipping, but it's been dripping and dripping, dripping and dipping and trending down for uh, many weeks now, if we look at it, there's like this sense of like, where's the bottom and, you know, how do these things work out? And I will say like, there's also a sense of, you know, people kind of pulling their liquidity or, or figuring out like kind of the right spots to move out of some of their positions. But I think the interesting thing about this, when we think about it from an NFT only perspective, you know, I look at NFTs and I didn't switch my entire business. I didn't move all in uh, as a poker player. I didn't move the chips all in the table because I was betting on cryptocurrency. I was ultimately betting on the power of the blockchain to enable, empower, and really connect and provide access to community. Now, I believe the future of business is community, and I believe what we are all craving, especially in this digital online world, is that community. We, we want to find and be connected and, al- and aligned and learn with and grow with and fail with our people. And to find our people online in 2021, 2020, 2019, you could go back all the way to 2010, has has really always been about like who you know, not like being able to have that, that, not only that serendipity of, of, you know, what real life enables, but ultimately that element of like, you know, how can I walk in the door of a room of a, you know, of an event and be connected with people's purpose and aligned with their passion and in many cases their outcome and their goals. But let's face it, you know, that doesn't happen on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. It doesn't happen on blog posts or in the most case forums. And part of that is because not only are were many platforms built with this like fake it till you make it or put a filter on it uh, mentality, but there was also this element of like you know, not being unsure of like when people are engaging or how they're interacting. And I've been getting this question a lot about like, Brian, why is Discord really like the home of NFTs right now? And, you know, I did a whole episode earlier of, of the season here um, on Discord. I'll do more episodes on Discord. Don't worry, there's more coming. But I think that part of the reason that Discord is such a beautiful, chaotic place is because it's really about live, you can call it contained conversations 
happening in a semi-public arena with those of you that are kind of brought together because of this NFT, because you have you know either a love for the art, a belief in the utility, friends with the founders, or really maybe just because the the something about that product project uh, you know spoke with you. But here's the truth. Here's the thing that we, we that we aren't really thinking about. You know, the barrier to entry, why we created Mint 365, where I'm buying an NFT every single day for 365 days, was not because I needed something more to do every day. This podcast is plenty, but it's because I've struggled with this commute, this, this like, how do you give people the uh, window into NFTs? The answer is pretty simple. You need to you need either to gift them an NFT or they need to buy an NFT. And that, that money, like, you know, barrier to entry is a little bit of a sticky one, right? And it's not only a sticky one from like a, pr- a place of privilege, but like convincing someone to like try out something new, like buy this picture of this, uh, of this person, or, you know, this, uh, you know, whatever this PFP is, whatever this photo is, um, learn this new platform of discord, try not to get rugged or have your money stolen and put up $500, $800, a $1,000. And I will say when you know, ETH was at 4,000 and 4,500 and, you know, and, you know, for me getting into, you know, NFTs when it was in the, you know, 3,000 range, right? The, the, the average mint price was, you know, really that idea of like, you know, I need to put up 700, $800. But right now, like when we're listening to this podcast right now, that barrier entry is actually, it's been, it's been lowered because a lot of the mint prices are still the same, yet, what it's going to cost us from U.S. dollars or whatever currency you're bringing into crypto is going to be a lot less. And that's not really the same when it comes to like crypto to crypto. When you're talking to people that all of their money is tied up already in crypto, you know, and I laugh because of the idea of like buying the dip. It's like, how can I buy the dip when the my liquidity is dipping, right? Like that's, that's like something that I look at. But if you think about it this way, right now is the very best time to onboard new people or one of the things that I'm betting on, and I'm right now I'm buying more NFTs like today than I have probably at any time that I've been in this game. It's because here's here's like my mentality, my thoughts on this. I'm buying projects right now that I believe in, that I believe have strong communities, founders that are going to stick it through for at least a year. I'm buying them today at point, you know, let's say point eight ETH, maybe one ETH, with the goal of selling them in two months for the exact same price, the exact same amount of ETH. You see where I'm going there? Think about that for a second. If you can buy a project today at one ETH and it costs you 2,400 US dollars, which is what one ETH would be. And in March, let's just say ETH goes up, back up close to where it was, uh, you know, a couple months ago, a month ago. And we're in like that $4,000 range. I'm able to actually flip that or exit that project, make $1,500 and really sell the NFT at the exact same price that I bought it for. And we all know, that maybe we don't know this, the psychology when you're looking up, you know, for those that are like looking up NFTs, and I think there's like that, you know, there's a difference between like that, the NFT collector and the NFT like enthusiast. The enthusiast is going to study a lot of things. Like one of the things that I love to do, and I think of myself as like that enthusiast, I'm not a, I'm not an expert or a guru, but I am very, you know, really focused on like data nuances, trends is that I will look at like when I go to look at an NFT, I'm like, Oh, you know what? That's the one I want. I'll look at like when the last list price was and I'll look at, you know, when they bought it from, 
But just looking at like the amount of ETH they bought it for isn't enough. Right? I'm going to click on that Ether scan. I'm going to see what was the price of ETH. How much gas did they use to purchase that at that time? I'm going to factor all of that in, like that total cost. And I also want to think about the mentality and the psychology of the person that is selling it. I will tell you, I bought an NFT today. Uh, shout out to uh, the Futters. I bought an, a Futters NFT today by making a, an auction bid. And I made an auction bid uh, you know, above the floor price, but below the asking price. And I was like guaranteeing that they were going to accept it because I looked at the, what they bought it for originally, what they had tried to list it for. And I looked at like, okay, they were listed it here and then they took it off and they listed it here. And part of it is right. You have to understand some people are willing to sell at a loss today because they need that liquidity. They need that money to take that out. Maybe to pay bills. Maybe they, you know, the $2,000, you know, maybe the, the two ETH they had was supposed to pay their rent and their, their, uh, you know, car payment uh, this month. And because ETH had dropped so much, they're going to need to double down on that. And so we have to think about that psychology. But we also have to think about it where, you know, that first purchase that you make on, on an NFT, it's exciting. It's like, you know, once you get over like the gas prices, it's exciting. It's, a, you know, there's like a, a sense of like, just like, wow, you're entering a whole new world. But imagine the ability today to enter that world at a lower USD to ETH ratio. But you're also entering it in a time where if you are in the crypto and NFTs, you want to be surrounded with people that are positive and optimistic and excited. I would argue right now, if I was having my own project, you know, which I'm consulting with some projects right now, I know some of you guys that are listening right now have, have hired me on to you know, work with some of your projects. And I will tell you, like the thing that I believe in is the more fresh blood, fresh users that you can, you know, enter into your NFT collection right now, the better your NFT collection will be a month from now. Because that like excitement, those questions, the like the, okay, what, what, you know, the best practices, right? We've all seen those, those discord channels where it's people that are really like eager to learn more and, and like, how do I understand this? And what are the ways that you do that? Well, what that does is it not only gives us, you know, a, a reminder of the excitement that exists when you are early on in this space, but it also gives people an opportunity to remove the, the focus on the floor price or the focus on even the crypto price, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, t- today actually removed, you know, my Coinbase and a couple of the other uh, crypto-based apps off of my phone just because I decided that's not something that I want to be entering into my, like, arena. The other thing we have to think about is as creators – and I think as so many of you that are listening to this, that are you are a creator and you can be a creator of an NFT project. You can be a creator of art. you can be a creator of a smart contract. you can be the creator of a podcast, creator of Instagram stories. As creators, we are living in the greatest time in history right now. Right now, our ability to create, to have others celebrate it, to find our people to relate with, to ultimately extend our message and vision with has never been greater. The key is though, you have to surround yourself with other creators. You have to surround yourself and, and make the focus not on what we're getting in the short term or the, the trends or the hacks or the scams, because right now it's very easy to jump on the, the bandwagon and the train, right? Whenever we, when we hear like bad news, it's like, Oh, at least I can focus on that. Right. But think about the idea of, as a creator, 
you're able to connect with new people and welcome them in. Like extending your hand out as a creator and really shifting that entire narrative. Now I will say that's a perfect kind of little segue and connection here. And it wasn't an accident. I am a professional podcaster on the, the idea of, you know, where do creators surround themselves with other creators? And I think, you know, there is an element of this that exists online. There is an element of this that exists, you know, in discord channels on social audio, like Twitter spaces and clubhouse, you know, even in some Facebook groups, but ultimately one of the things that we have to recognize is that none of that will replace a handshake. Let me say that again. Nothing we do online, no matter what it is, no matter what NFT, no matter what, nothing will replace a handshake. But if we invest in that time and we invest in find, you know, finding that community that we connect with, the people that we connect with, and we, we, we are willing to put ourselves out there, we're able to, through online, create new handshakes. And then when we connect offline, I like to say, turn those handshakes into hugs and selfies. And I just have to say, I have, the, I have the event for you guys to do that for. And I will tell you, the Creator Expo, which is referred to as CEX, is an, an amazing event, the first of its kind. It will be happening May 2nd in Phoenix, Arizona. I will be there. And they have created actually only 100 NFTs that are actually called the CEX Never Ending Tickets. And they've decided to team up with us here on the podcast because they the the not only is this you know, event put on by a good friend of mine and someone that I've been able to work with and, and speak at, at his events in the past. But it's, it's a really an event where it's creators creating a, an event for creators about creators. It's, it's for creators by creators. And with this, you know, one of those only, there's only 100 NFTs that actually give you lifetime VIP access to all of the future creator economy expos that are coming up. And I will tell you, you know, I am one that I'm very blessed to have t- attended uh, some of the other events, the Content Marketing World, Content Institute, uh, as well as you know the events that you know not only the two founders of this project, uh, Brian Clark and uh, Jablitzi, have, have actually put on, but uh, the the community, the culture, and the dedication to creating an environment that empowers that serendipity and allows you to extend you know what what is possible exist at their events. And so the first event will be May 2nd. There is only 100 of those NFTs available. You can get those NFTs at mintcex.events. And I will tell you, for those that like to, you know, jump on these packages, you know, one of the things I will tell you right now, there are seven super rares still available and three one-of-ones that have yet to be minted out of that 100. And like I said, if you're buying one of those first there's only going to be 100 tickets that are the never-ending tickets, the CEX never-ending tickets. So make sure you go check out mint.cex.events. I'll include that link uh, in the show notes. Super excited to have them partnered with us for uh, the next many days. We're going to talk about that event, uh, and I'll just tease it. You know, the, the speakers that are there, there's a wide list of speakers, and I'll talk about some of them even some more in the future. But, you know, one of my dearest friends, and I believe one of the, the smartest content writers, content, uh, you know, creators, and just a visionary in her own right. Uh, Anne Handley will be one of the speakers there. And I will tell you that NFT is worth it in gold just to see her speak. I've had the luxury to travel uh, the world with her, uh, been to Scotland and to many events and, and one of my, my dear friends. And I will tell you, you cannot go wrong 
by having an event that has uh, Miss Ann Hanley there. And some other friends are going to be there. Uh, good friends, Jeremiah Oyang and Roberto Blake. And we have uh, Kaylee Moore. I mean, some really great people there. But yeah, go ahead and check them out. You know, they are the, the sponsor of the podcast. So they're allowing us to make a lot of this fun things happen. So we'd love for you guys to support them. And be- better yet, I would love to see you guys there because we can actually turn these digital handshakes, this my voice in your ear hole, into hugs and selfies there in Phoenix, Arizona in May 2nd. And you know, my daughters were actually all born out there in Arizona. So uh, always, you know, great reason to go out there and it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully I will see you guys at CEX and make sure you check it out, mint.cex.events. And so when we think about this idea of like, when's the best time to buy an NFT and what, what can an NFT unlock? To me, NFTs can not only unlock unlimited possibilities, but they really can empower us as creators, as collectors, as community members to not only find our people, but to welcome people in to our community. I believe right now, while you're listening to this podcast, this is the best time for you to onboard a friend, a family member. Imagine if each one of us, each one of us right now, reached out to somebody and helped them, welcomed them in and handheld them, got on Zoom and showed them how to set up their MetaMask, explained to them the difference between a seed phrase and their their wallet uh, address. Imagine if we helped them mint their first NFT. Imagine if we helped them understand the different marketplaces, like a, you know what a Solana uh, marketplace looks like or what the difference between looks rare and OpenSea look like. Imagine if we helped them into a Discord and we made it our mission that maybe a couple times a week we would tell them, hey, I'm going to jump into the Discord for 30 minutes. You should jump in there too and let's create some conversations. Imagine if each one of us did that right now. If you believe in this NFT community, if you've had that aha moment, if you've been experiencing the, the joy and excitement that I know I'm feeling every single day. It's why I wake up so excited about this podcast, so excited about buying an NFT every single day. If you felt that, it's our duty. And I did say duty. It is our duty to find and, and bring others in there because we are doing them a disservice, but I'm not welcoming them in to the experiences that we are having. And right now, that, that the bar, the, the barrier to entry is so low And imagine how exciting it will be when they're not only able to see the growth as the cryptocurrency market comes back up, but also the growth growth in the community energy and vibe. Because if you enter now and we have things like, let's just say, Coinbase NFT drops or Facebook NFTs drop, and all of a sudden the culture and vibe and energy are starting to grow. Imagine if you attend that CEX event and you're able to correct with other creators and come up with these collaborative ideas. Imagine how thankful all of those people in your world would be that you welcomed them in. You opened their eyes to what's possible. You know, it's very easy for us to complain about the rug pullers, the scam artists, the overhype people. But you know how that we fix that? We don't give them more attention. We don't just sit back and complain about them. We make it our mission to onboard more people that we believe share our values, have our common goals and are in it because they believe we are greater than me. If we each do our own job as not only owners in NFTs, but as players in this amazing NFT community, and we make it our mission to bring on other great people, the rug pullers, the scam artists, they're going to be ones that are going to be left in the dust. They're going to be our exhaust. 
they're soon going to be just drowned out by all the positivity and all the things that are possible. So that's my challenge to everyone right now. And I, and I, 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 I sympathize with you. I will never, uh, you know, undermine the, the mental health wear and tear. And I think, you know, you should go back and listen to a couple episodes where I focus on the mental health side. And I, I had to remove, you know, one of the widgets from my iPhone because I noticed that the first thing I was doing in the morning was, was opening my phone to that widget. And I would see the, the red, the, 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 the sea of red, or, uh, what was the game of Thrones uh, episode, uh, that, uh, you know, the, where they, the, it was the episode they went into the church. Right. And, uh, and the, the idea of like all that red just, you know, is, is very triggering. And I, I had to remove that widget from my phone. I still have not put it back because I recognize that that was impacting my energy. And I, and I, and I understand that. And for those that are, are struggling now, I definitely, you know, I recommend you, you know, reaching out for help. If you are, you know, if, if the financial part of it is, you know, also here, making sure that you, you lean on people and you're doing your own damn research. And you remember, this is not financial advice, but I think this is more life advice. Like if you believe in something, we need to take the ownership on making it better. And how do we make it better? We each take it upon ourselves to onboard and welcome and enter people into everything. Because here's the thing I'm going to leave you with as, the, as we close out this episode. Do you know how I can tell if a community is going to scale successfully? It's pretty easy, actually. If I go into a community and I'm, for, I'm new there and they have a couple, maybe they have 5,000, 20,000, 100,000 uh, members in their, in their Discord and they're talking about community, they're telling me it's community. The thing that I recognize is that true community is about everyone taking ownership in their role in that community. Everyone taking the opportunity to welcome in new people, to answer questions from those that are in the, in the discord that are, you know, ha- that are curious about things. The ones that aren't going to make it, the communities that are going to fail, the ones that, that, that struggle in scaling are the ones that they wait or they believe that that's up to the moderators or the founders of the project. That's when you realize that this project is going to struggle, that the, the purpose of that community has not been related well and has not been accepted by everyone in there. And so that's our challenge. I'm going to take on that challenge as well. I, I, I truly love answering your questions over on our Discord. You can check out our Discord at discord.gg, as in golf golf, slash ADHD coin. So just discord.gg slash ADHD coin. Jump into our Discord. Feel free to ask questions. The So many amazing humans in that Discord that are willing to help you, that are willing to share videos and, and walk you through things that are, are that we're doing over there. So until tomorrow, my friends... Make it a great day, but make it your mission to empower someone else to have a great day inside of this NFT community. Cheers. This show is not for-